Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast. Before we get to the holiday cheer of our main episode, we've got a voicemail from our old friend Spencer Parks talking about Turnaround. Hey, Greg and everybody. It is Spencer. It's been a while since I called, but man, Turnaround, this one, this one hit me when I was a kid. Uh, I was, I think, must have been 11 or 12 when it came out, uh, and I had recently started playing the baritone sax when it came out. I think I was 11, 11 and a half or so when I started playing the bar- the berry sax. So when I heard this, uh, that part very specifically struck me, and I loved it. I fucking loved it. Um, but as you guys have talked about in the episode, the words, the words are so fascinating and morbid and gross and weird, and I love that. I love that. Um, after re-listening to the song, I, I think one of you guys said it, it's deceptively simple, and, and yeah, it is deceptively simple. There's really not a whole lot to the song, um, but it is so effective, and of course, it builds to that third uh, third verse, third chorus with the backup vocals, the multi-singers, the, the horns, the, well, specifically the baritone sax, and uh, it's so good. And I just have to quickly mention that live version. I'm going to have to find that because the little bit that you played was so good. The, oh, man. As soon as I started hearing Linnell singing it, I was like, this This is one of the best live versions I think I've ever heard of a song. What he did with his voice, what he changed, uh, it, that, that was, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I want to hear the whole thing. And then uh, Vacuum Pups cover. Uh, Vacuum Pup, I don't like your name because it makes me think of vacuuming up puppies, which I'm not a big fan of. I try to avoid that as much as I can. Um, but the cover was so good, and um, I love that you mentioned the visual, so I'm going to have to go check that out and get them more than 300 views. Uh, I think that's... Uh, oh, and then the word obsequious. Of course, I didn't know what obsequious meant as, a, as an 11 or 12-year-old. I'm still not entirely sure if I know what it meant. But I definitely did have to look it up in the dictionary at that time. And uh, if you want to hear me talk more about obsequious, you can listen to my podcast, The Dictionary, and wait, wait, wait until I get to the O's someday, someplace. We'll get there. All right, that's all I got to say. Talk to you later. Bye. Yes, you all should go listen to Spencer's podcast, The Dictionary. And if you want to hear Spencer talk more about his sax playing history and uh, his love for saxes in TMBG, we got an episode with him, Kai Pfeiffer, and Andy Howard on the saxophonist episode of TMBP on our Patreon. So head over there to check that out. Anybody can leave us a voicemail. It's uh, 224-801-2932. 
1-800-273-0130. And now, on with the episode. Welcome to This Might Be A Podcast, the song-by-song podcast about the greatest band of all time, They Might Be Giants. I am your host, Greg Simpson, and I've got a a first-timer here. We're going to call him Joe OK Glass, and he's here to talk about We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time by They Might Be Giants, unreleased, kind of. Here we go. Up the driveway, down the walk, oh, Janet's hair is like a mop, who's got her own, but acts like something's different from the eyebrow duck. Seems like only yesterday, R-T-I-V-O-R-C, I love you both, and you'll find it's your H-E-double-L for me, and we just go nuts at Christmas John, if they might be giants. If you're driving down the highway at 100 miles an hour with your head wagging out the window, we urge you, please, put down the phone. We just go Joe, how you doing? Hi. How's it going, Greg? Good to talk to you. Good to know yeah. who you are. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. This is uh, the first episode I'm recording after a bit of a break. I'd gotten a huge mound of uh recordings that i'm still digging my way out of yours is getting to jump the queue a little bit because of the uh timeliness holiday theme yes yes but yeah it's funny a couple of weeks ago i had the um uh first kiss another first kiss episode and we had recorded it in like august so me and my guests were talking about how hot it was and then it comes out in december sure <laughs> we're like but i think people kind of know the deal with this one they're usually kind of uh yeah, they're not usually recorded with a any sort of timeline in mind. It's just like when I'm free to record, I record. But I'm like, I better get a little yeah less ahead. So you're the first episode I've recorded in like six weeks. So it's pretty exciting. Hey, yeah. How does it feel to be back? It feels good. Got a little bit of a sore throat going, though. I appropriately enough had a holiday program at school today. Oh, wow. And just kid wrangling and stuff like that. I'm a little bit. Sure. A little bit raw, yeah. Uh, there in the throat region, but um, should be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots of barking orders at, at elementary schoolers. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, we did rehearsals and stuff like that, so the the actual show went went fine. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, more more the preparation for the show or the uh, the barking is <laughs> happening. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Joe, I don't know all that much about you. You are a mysterious fellow who uh, does a lot of music under the uh, uh, the name OK Glass. Um, but other than that, I don't really know. I don't even know where you are. Where are you? I am in beautiful New York City in New York State in the United States of America. I've heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> and what what do you do? I... I am also a teacher of children, but of much younger children. Uh, I, I really? for the past uh, almost a decade, I've been working for a bunch of like uh, early childhood pre-K, uh, often mommy and me programs, um, hmm. and like 
it started out because it was a way to get work as a musician. Um, like you just show up with an acoustic guitar and play and they pay yeah. you. And <laughs> yeah, I, and it just went from there. I've done it in a bunch of different contexts. I don't really like, I can't imagine what you do as a band teacher that <laughs> well, those, it's, those kids have like, yeah. Uh, opinions. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, I teach, I teach K to sixth grade sure. uh, classroom music too, as well as the band and the choir. So all that stuff. So there's, there's a lot of, um, you know, morphing throughout the day from like, you know, little kid personality to big yeah. kid, you know? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, it keeps me on my toes. Yeah. No, That's right very now. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Right <laughs> now I don't deal with anyone older than 36 months, so I don't know how you do it. <laughs> very nice. Yeah. I've got a, uh, Zinnia is turned three in September, and oh, that's uh, right. Ramona is about to to hit that's six months, and she'll be one. starting daycare in uh, January. We're kind of uh, wow. Said to have her fly from the nest, but I'm, uh, I'm sure, sure she'll, she'll love being around other babies. I'm sure. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah, we can talk about um, your OK Glass stuff a little bit more in the plug section at the end. Sure. Uh, let's get to your uh, They Might Be Giants fandom story. Tell uh, tell the fine folks about uh, how you got into these guys. Um, that's a good question. So I my mother w- uh, was into them for a while in the, I want to say, early 80s. Uh, when she was like in college and doing radio here in the city and uh, just like trying to try. Uh, she was like in like in that uh, East Village scene uh, as New Wave was sort of petering out mm. and giving way to, I, I guess, like New Jack Swing. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, she she introduced me to a lot of stuff like that, like them, uh, they might be giants and uh, like B-52s and was not was and a lot of stuff like that. Um, I remember hearing those records when I was super small, but it wasn't until I started to uh, go on the Internet uh, out of my own accord around like 2004. And it seemed like everyone I knew was talking about them. I remember like I had two friends show me like songs from the spine the same day that the Homestar Runner uh, music video mm. came out. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, there's something cultural going on here that I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah. And like, it was, it was, it was young, but the wiki was around and like, I'm still, I'm I'm still editing that. I I I I was thinking. I think I might have written the the guitar tab for the song that we're discussing today on the oh, wiki. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah I know a lot have of a name credited on there, but uh, I'll uh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I I yeah. There's a way to credit yourself, and and people always yell at me because I forget about it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I've been keeping keeping tabs uh, throughout the past couple decades. I know a lot of the friends from the web, the the wiki or whatever. Um, yeah, 
and it, it it was it was like a weird point in my life because uh i would have been like 12 11 and i'd been taking piano lessons but i didn't wasn't like listening to music for enjoyment until that point mm-hmm. and then it was like like w- like once once i heard it for the first time it's like every every song that they might be giants has released since just instantly connects with my brain it's like <laughs> i get what like they'll, they'll find ways to surprise me constantly but it's like once you hear it then it it's like you just understand it and you can like take it apart and see how it works mm-hmm. and that's that's just something that i always uh respected about their the way that they craft their songs so how um I don't think you. How old were you when uh, the whole spine thing happened? Then yeah, I would have been like twelve. Twelve, okay. Um, so the spine, even though y- your mom had introduced you to them earlier, yeah, like Flood the, and Lincoln, right? Did did the spine take that spot as like your favorite? Is it one of your favorite albums? Being the one that you you know you, that really that's a good question. To you, um, I so uh, the. F- first album i ever bought i I guess technically i bought two at once but one of them was indestructible object nice um (laughs) i i think i didn't hear the spine in its entirety until like 2007 or 8 um i like the spine i think it's got some cool it's it's weirdly cohesive after like ming car (laughs) and 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 factory showroom which are sort of all over the place and then it's like I don't know. I guess that was around the time they were starting to do kids records. So they were like starting to sequester blocks of material off in terms of like tone. Mm hmm. Um, I like the spine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. What you mentioned is one of the reasons that I give the spine a lot of grief. Uh, oh like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many great songs on it, but yeah, it's too cohesive. It's, so, it's, that's, it, that's yeah, not a very, they might be giants. Uh, uh cohesive is not a, a, Word yes. I usually throw around with they might be giants. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it it sounds like the way that the live band sounded in 2004. I think because mm-hmm. I remember I remember watching all those. I remember my mom taped like a a, a direct TV special or something for me that I would watch like the DVD playback of, and mm-hmm. it, I'm I'm like, th- this is what Dan Miller sounds like, and he's just like constantly on during this whole show and it's amazing and then i go listen to songs off the spine and i'm like oh this is him like Mm -hmm. he made this which is cool but it's it's a little unfamiliar for like like a like a band with 20 years of doing like tape machines and and drums and drum machines right and it was marty's first uh, it was marty's first record as well yeah 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 Yeah, they, they they gave him a full-on just rock album for his first one yeah um yeah (laughs) it yeah i mean there's so many great great songs on that but it's like my favorite song i always go back to stock of wheat because this is just the one that sticks out it's like Uh, this weird little nugget like within all these rock songs yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) like give me more tuba (laughs) (laughs) i love it a little flexitone yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh so you went ahead and picked one that is uh, i'll say a, I picked weird, a weird one, one. yeah i think yes we both gravitate towards the the weird ones now why did you pick 
Uh, we just go nuts at Christmas time in particular. Well, um, I feel like I, I, I feel like I already spend so much of I've spent so much of my life thinking about the music of They Might Be Giants that I don't know what I have to put into words. And so if I'm going to have a conversation for uh, upwards of an hour, then I need a, a second <laughs> angle. Um, and the angle that I have is uh, I've, I've always had this, I, I guess the, 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 the most neutral word is fascination with Christmas music. And then especially uh, Christmas music like this, that will not get played on the radio. <laughs> I guess technically it did get played on the radio. It once. got played on on uh, WFMU, <laughs> Greg. The Franco School Show. Yes, it got uh, played on the weirdest radio station <laughs> in in the, the the Northeast. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, most radio stations not so much. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Uh, I, I I feel like the, the 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 primary driving force for Christmas music is uh, radio because if you play Christmas music in your retail establishment around the holidays, then people get reminded of all their happy nostalgic feelings and uh, uh, worried about how many gifts they have to purchase to create those same happy nostalgic feelings <laughs> in their in their progeny. Um, <laughs> And then it's like, like of course they're going to be happy songs, <laughs> and then, right. and then we have a song like this. Um, <laughs> like what are what are the sad what are the sad Christmas songs? Blue Christmas, sure. Um, Blue Christmas. Um, um, uh, last Christmas. Yeah, I'll be home for Christmas. But these are still mm-hmm. all songs mm-hmm. that respect the 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 sanctity of of the american christmas as like a big feeling of togetherness and family and like the reason this song is sad is because i don't get to have the christmas that these people that all the other songs are about (laughs) right and like like in this song it's it's all about like i'm doing this but i'm not happy about it I am not happy about it. Uh, b- before we dig deep into those lyrics and stuff, do, should we talk about a couple uh, influences? Uh, and, and, and oh yes, on on what we think might have inspired them to make this song. Because you had a uh, you yeah. got something something you want to share with the I folks can just here go. That, that that yeah the, just yeah just go. So are you Greg familiar with the No Wave label Z E Records? Not with that one in particular, you know. I'm, 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 I'm familiar with with No Wave a little bit, but I can't say that I okay. knew enough to like really be hip on the labels that were okay. Putting it I out, feel like really. it's more like a band to band kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they are the label for No Wave, which was a very short lived scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were also based in the East Village in Manhattan. Uh, they were the force behind like Lydia Lunch. Uh, was not yeah. was James Chance, Arto Lindsay, uh, Kid Creole, uh, John Cale, Suicide. Uh, who That's else? Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just like absolutely bonkers, experimental punk, uh, sort of electronic, sort of lopsided post disco dance music, like arty stuff. Whatever. Uh, uh, God, what's the guy? The name of the guy from Suicide? I can't remember. Alan Alan Vega. Alan Vega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like 
just sort of like a melting pot of all the fringe weirdos. Um, and it was, it was New York city in like the late seventies and early eighties. Um, and they made a Christmas record (laughs) (laughs) and it's just so bizarre to think about, which is, I I had no knowledge of this Christmas record until you told me about it. It's pretty wild. It's so good. It's, 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 it's just, I don't know. It's like a, it's just a total inversion of, of the genre. I think, uh, there is, there are some on, uh, on there that are played a little more straightforward, but like, like, uh, the hit off of this record was Christmas Rapping by The Waitresses, mm-hmm. which is like the famous, like, it's it's sort of like the Curtis Blow uh, Christmas, also called Christmas <laughs> Rapping. Um, but, <laughs> but it's also like that that silly Blondie song, uh, uh, Rapture. Hey, yeah, there you go. It, it's it's just, it's like exactly in between. It's about Christmas, and it's it, it has a... Um, and like, it, yeah, it, it, it's it's kind of like this song because it's about all the things you have to do and people you have to see to make the Christmas happen in the traditional way. And mm-hmm. it's like a They Might Be Giants song because the music is really peppy and and it's like all these different like episodes, like there are characters that leave and come back. Um, but this this song has like a happy ending where uh, uh, Patty Donahue ends up with the guy and, <laughs> and so like I, I i'm wondering if if that's like the edge that that made it palatable for commercial radio and like, yeah the, the it Spice actually Girls. did end up being right like a little bit of a hit uh, i want to make sure yeah before we talk about it anymore i want to make sure i drop in a little i'll drop in a little clip of that here What did this? Did the Spice Girls cover this? The Spice Girls covered it like 20 years later. Yeah, which I'm sure when the the guys at ZE Records got a check from the Spice Girls, they were like, what the hell did we do? <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, what are the other. Th- that's the new wave Christmas song. Like, what are the others? Uh, I guess the Wham one. It's a little too mainstream. Uh, the Eurythmics yeah. did Winter Wonderland. That gets played all the time. That might be the only mm. one I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's a good song. But there's another song on this record that is uh, very similar, but inverted. And it's called Things Fall Apart. And it's by an artist named Christina. 
who uh, actually uh, she just died last year of COVID nineteen, yeah, which was very sad. I saw that. Yeah, um, hmm. she was like a weird singer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she, I, I be, at least the story that I've heard is that she was uh, the girlfriend of one of the label guys. Hmm. And and she was like a weird performance artist and singer, and they were like, "Yeah, you should make a record." I I know all these weirdos; they'll they'll write you a record, and you can just go do it. And this is one of the songs she did, and it's called "Things Fall Apart," and it's super dour. Uh, it opens <laughs> here. I have some lyrics up. It opens with, "My mother said I'm a survivor. I pull together Christmas every year." And it just doesn't get any better than that. Um, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't resolve. Each verse is its own, like, different, like, episode. The second verse describes a breakup. Uh, here's, I'm just going to read the whole third verse. Do it. Uh, the party was a huge success, but where should we go next? Next, they asked. They killed a tree of 97 years and smothered it in lights and silver tears. They all got wrecked. <laughs> they laughed too loud. I started feeling queasy in the crowd. I caught a cab back to my flat and wept a bit. And fed the cat. <laughs> Smash cut to giant pop chorus with all these like like scary like elect like solid state guitar leads like 1981, and it's like I don't know. There's nothing like this. I haven't heard any Christmas song like this. It's wild. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, I don't. That one I had not heard before. Yeah, it's awesome. that, that's a <laughs> underground hit. Um, I think there is a 1,000% chance that They Might Be Giants have heard this record. Because, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like it's a pretty safe bet. I mean, the, the timing. The timing. The, the, the location. The location. Yeah. The, the, like, the, the players, like, they were, they, certainly they, I mean, they worked with uh, guitar guitar man on 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 uh, Bill Bill's mood. That guy, he's on this record. Uh, Ardo Lindsay? No, he's on he's on he's on he's on the other one. He's on Hearing Aid or something. I don't know. Yeah, you think? Yeah, I've done this episode, but you, you think like I remember every <laughs> single thing that's said on every single yeah yeah, yeah. episode, but no. Yeah, 
Well, let's just look real quick. It's a lot of editing. And then... Uh, <laughs> Arno Lindsay, they might be giants. He's on, he's on hearing aid. Eugene Chadbourne. Oh, I feel like... I feel like he was like he was somewhere else in the country. He phoned in his guitar on on Bill's Moon, remember, right? Uh he was in Greensboro, uh North Carolina. So, oh. maybe we're thinking of someone else. I, I, maybe I'm thinking of Arto Lindsay. He's definitely part of the scene and he's still making weird like bossa nova music with like hip hop guys in 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 Brazil right now. He's mm. he's super cool. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, I think I I think this would have been unavoidable if you were in the scene that they were in in 1981 or 82. Um and, and are you tying things fall apart in particular to this song? I mean, they do I, say in Yeah. We just go nuts at Christmas time that's when everything falls apart oh that's literal <laughs> and smarter than i got yeah no i didn't even think that far that's amazing um that's a good catch wow i mean, I, I also heard it at the beginning of the, in the at the beginning of we just go nuts at christmas it's those chiming bells and they're kind of i mean especially on like you know, through dial a song, I think it adds oh, yeah. a little bit of grit. It's, a, it's, it's like, like a music box. <laughs> yeah. What normally would be like a pretty twinkly kind of thing is distorted and crunchy. And the Christina one starts out with some kind of chiming type sounds too, and then kind of gets cacophonous. So That's that, uh, point. that, uh, comparison, I think that, that, that hit me immediately when I heard the, the that's Christina amazing. Song. Yeah. I hadn't put that together either. I just heard both songs too many times. <laughs> um yeah no um i i think mostly uh uh i think mostly i was thinking of the ze christmas record as a uh as like setting the tone because there there weren't i mean if there are then i don't know how to find them but this is like the first notable instance of like we made a christmas record for fun that will not get played anywhere except at our own houses it's almost like an anti-christmas absolutely and and i think like i think probably a lot of people can relate to those sentiments as well as to the sentiments on the the they might be giants christmas song we're talking about today but i don't think anyone is eager to put that on at their at their christmas bash (laughs) yeah maybe i should uh you know, wedge this one into the program next oh, year boy. somehow, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. just see, you know, if the parents are really listening. <laughs> wow, that would be haunting to hear this sung by a bunch of eight-year-olds. Yeah. Oh we'll get man, out the, we'll get out the Glockenspiels and we'll yeah know, get the whole thing going. Of course, <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll call the whole pro, pro, program a Blue Christmas, and you know we'll be like, oh, you know, it's all you know, we're basing it all around that Elvis song, and then it's just a bunch of sad, <laughs> sad songs. It's just a bunch <laughs> of sad songs written by outcasts and junkies and weirdos. And th- this this has not been confirmed, but the the wiki does point out that the similarities in the title of "We Just Go Nuts at Christmas." To the 1949 novelty song, I Just Go Nuts at Christmas. I don't by... think that's a coincidence. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's another one of those things. Well, okay, so this song <laughs> is by uh, a guy named uh, Harry Stewart, but it was under yeah, the give his real name. The perno- the yes, the the performance name Yogi Jorgensen. <laughs> Yogi Jorgensen. And Yogi Jorgensen or, or Harry Stewart was of um Norwegian descent. Oh, was but, he? Yeah. Is this character is. supposed to be Norwegian? I thought he was Swedish. It Swedish, you know, th- I mean that whole that whole Scandinavian I mean, it's all a caricature anyway. Yeah. But I think he might have been like making fun of his dad's voice or something, is what I'm thinking, as Yogi Jorgensen. Oh, he's gone nuts at Christmas on that jolly holiday. I'll go in the red like a knucklehead, cause I'll squander all my pay. Oh, he's gone nuts at Christmas. Shopping sure drives me berserk. On the day before, I'll rush in a store like a poor bewildered jerk. I'll look at nightgowns for my wife, those black ones trimmed in red. But I won't know her size, and so she'll get a carpet sweeper instead. Oh, he's gone nuts at Christmas when each kid hangs up his sock. It's a time for kids to flip their lids while their papa goes in hock. Yeah, novelty hits. Uh, the the B side for this was Jingle Bells. <laughs> I feel like I've heard that exactly once and never again. <laughs> Woo! I, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a weird one. It's a weird song. I'll 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 play a little bit of it. All right. I, I hope his uh, his grandson just got point zero 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 five <laughs> cents off of this. You know, funny enough, it is um, another not so happy Christmas song. Jingle bells? You'll... No, I just oh. go nuts at Christmas. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's about a man whose life is clearly falling apart, and he like sort of loves his wife, but doesn't know how to show it. Right. I, he doesn't I don't know. know what size nightgown to buy for yeah. her. <laughs> He goes out and gets drunk instead. I don't know. The kids are jumping on them on Christmas morning, and he's just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is part of the stereotype, and how much of that is just this one sad character. <laughs> <laughs> it's an odd little, odd little ditty. Yeah, I just go nuts at Christmas. Um, and F- Flans especially does have a knack for. Yes. Finding like the most odd little, like, he's just like a, a record bin digger. Absolutely. And <laughs> let me tell you about my operation. <laughs> right. You're right. And if you just go through their list of stuff that they've covered. Yeah. It, it's some of the the weirdest stuff. I mean, they make a point of covering songs where people don't realize they're covers because it's just such a bizarre, you know, uh, forgotten song. Sure. Um, so I, I'm sure flans knew about i just go nuts at christmas so yes. yeah so perhaps it is playing paying an homage to that we just go nuts at christmas time yeah yeah <laughs> i believe so yogi Jorgensen. <laughs> i think he also knew about the tammy winnett song oh that one of course yeah i mean that shout out blatant shout out right so we've got yeah and we can start digging into the lyrics here too on uh on their tune but yeah so the um 
I mean, I guess if this would be like a pre-chorus or something like that. Seems like only yesterday, our D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I love you both, and Yuletide is pure H-E-double-L for me. And then if you look at the Tammy Wynette song, yeah. D-I-V-O-R-C-E, uh, the chorus, yes, yeah. <laughs> very, really hammers song. home. Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our D-I-V-O-R-C-E becomes final today. Me and little J-O-E will be going away. True. I, I love you both, and it will be pure H-E-double-L for me. Oh, I wish that we could stop this D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I'll play that for you with her singing. It, was, it's, it makes it much prettier. Yes. Our D-I-V-O-R-C-E becomes final today. Me and little J-O-E will be going away. I love you both and this will be pure H-E-double-L for me. good song it is a good song yeah see that's what country music should be like yeah you know that's that's the era I oh yeah like. just a bunch of heart-wrenching uh uh crooning about a failed marriage yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. you want bring me that that's george jones <laughs> flans just i mean he just lifts that right out of there yeah um I'm wondering how many how many fans of the band would have recognized that like in the day. Not that the song really made it that wide out there, you know, not making it a proper release. But I wonder if that's something that people listening to the Franco O'Toole show would have been like, oh, hey. I uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how big that song was. Uh, I assume it came out in the 60s, right? Oh, let's see. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those songs that was everywhere. D-I-V-O-R-C-E. Tammy Wynette. 1968. Look at that. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I w- country fans love a good, sad, sad song. Sure. Who doesn't? Yeah. S- speaking of sad songs, um, <laughs> I feel like there was, a, there was an interview with one of the Johns about book recently um, where they were like, the interview was like, I noticed you always do a lot of things where the music is really happy, but the lyrics are sad. And what the John was like, <laughs> yeah, we haven't tried it the other way yet. And, and, <laughs> and I, I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that the, the, the track on this the, on the ZE Christmas uh, compilation by Suicide, which is called "Hey Lord," is exactly that. It sounds like the darkest, like goth synth, <laughs> and then it's it's just like "Hey Lord, thank you for the Christmas time." I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart, and it's like I, I I don't know if there's more than one song in that format. I think it's good that that they stuck to their own. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> I can't imagine what a happy They Might Be Giant song would sound like, honestly. Yeah. 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 
I mean, not that they've never played in a minor key before. No. But I can't see... Yeah, they, yeah they're typically not too dour on the musical front. Yeah. And, yeah, this one... I mean, music, yeah, it's so chiming and pretty. It's got that little bit of grid on. Like I said, who knows how much of that is answering machine. Um, oh, yeah. Because I've heard a lot of different uploads of yeah. this. And yeah, and then there's the original one and the the Franco Tool one, mm-hmm. which I'm not even sure if it's a completely different recorded version. Like if it's really even live, yeah. or because the the it's the similar spoken, enough. Yes, right. But the spoken middle section is different, right? So I on the uh, yeah, what, what what do you think? I think you're right. I think it might be. It, I think it might be a classic. Uh, tape recorder situation where they had the backing track and they just did the vocals and mm-hmm. accordion live. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Right, because the uh, well, I'll go, I'll go ahead and play them. But the um, yeah, so the original one that we find on Power of Dial a Song, you know, again not properly released. Mm-hmm. Hi, this is John of They Might Be Giants. If you're driving down the highway at 100 miles per hour with your head wagging out the window, Ugh. we urge you please put down the phone. So good. So that's kind of like a, a cautionary one. And with the Franco Tool one, they go the opposite direction. Yes. Hi, this is John of They Might Be Giants, and you're listening to the Franco Tool radio show on WFMU. If you're driving in your car right now, we urge you to sit back, relax, close your eyes, and drive really fast. We just go nuts at Christmas. And we urge you to sit back, relax, close your eyes, and drive really fast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it worked. <laughs> yeah, there, there was Check the papers. quite an uptick in <laughs> yeah. automobile accidents that night. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure that's like they're reaching for that, like the Band-Aid song where in the, the extended remix, they're like, hi, I'm David Bowie and I want you to have a Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's another kind of... Um, that almost calls back to like classic country too. It's yeah. Like, yeah, a lot of country music. I mean, there's a lot of storytelling in classic country music. And lots of times they would just break it down. You know, Johnny Cash is pretty famous for that. Just like start talking in the middle of a oh, song. Oh, yeah. Or advertise cigarettes in the middle of the song. <laughs> that too. Yeah. No, that's a good point. So, you want to dig more into these lyrics here? Yeah, I guess so. There's not a lot of lyrics. It's pretty laconic. Yeah, you know, the first verse, I really don't know what to make of it, because it's really, I I mean, who's Janie? Amy is is a relative. Yeah. Janie or Jamie? What are we saying? Janie is... Janie with an N. Yeah. Janie. Yes, Janie is... So, so, yeah, this is... Yeah, like a cousin, um, or a, a or a stepchild. Um, yeah. Or is it? Or is it the wife or ex-wife rather? I was thinking. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. It, it, it makes it seem almost well, like <laughs> the way it's there. It almost makes it seem like Janie is a kid. That's what I thought, and I think that Janie is someone that you don't see all the time. Otherwise, it wouldn't be worth remarking on their hair. <laughs> right. So is is Janie the kid from this marriage? But then why? Could be. I don't, 
the exes are getting together for Christmas. I don't know what's going on here. Just- I don't know what's going on here either, but I, I, I think it's, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it's, it, it, it's easier to, uh, to relate to if you don't try to tear it apart. If you, yeah, ch- I, it's just such a weird setup yeah. for what comes after that. I know. Just almost like, is it just non sequiturs and just like, that, <laughs> but it's just such a, a John's line to the I whole. That, yeah, it's almost like a precursor to bangs. Like <laughs> she got her own, but acts like something's different from the eyebrows up, which is just oh. such a funny uh, visualization. <laughs> like from the well, eyebrows up, there's not much of a person from the eyebrows up. Well, that's <laughs> that raises a good question. Who do we think wrote this song? Hmm. I know it's always you know you, you want to assume that the person singing it, the John yeah. that sang it, is the one that wrote it, but that's not always the case. It's true, especially in the early days. We have a you have a live recording, and it's just John Flansburg singing and Linnell playing guitar. And I feel like when whenever there was a like a sort of you mean accordion or the the accordion. I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like whenever there was a sort of situation like that in in with their earliest material. Uh, if John Linnell wrote something that was just keyboard, then he would give it to John Flansburg to sing mm. so that they both have something mm. to do on stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is also this quote from Flans uh, much later in 2001, an interview with Seattle Weekly, where he says that John Linnell has decided to suppress the song. Oh. Which... which should, should makes, we be talking about it? Think, which almost, <laughs> yeah, right. This yeah, quiet. The song doesn't exist. Which almost makes me think that Linnell did write it because it's something where he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't my my best work. Now let's do you know. Let's let's cover O Tenenbaum. Or yeah, whatever. Or or um, it's too close. Janie's gonna find out and she'll be mad at me. <laughs> right. Yeah. The uh, so it must have been promoting. Um, they might be giants in Holiday Land, which came out in two thousand one. Okay, it was a collection of of other songs. This song being absent. Yes. Um, and Flan says, "There's another song in our history that runs parallel to Feast of Lights called We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time that That's John Linnell right. has decided to suppress, but which I feel is an extremely strong piece of material. It's all about the dread of trying to hang out with your family for an extended period of time, which is about as universal an issue as you'll find. You That's go. the tough part of the holidays, not arguing with your relations. Yeah. True. But yeah, John Linnell has decided to suppress... We just go nuts at Christmas time. I do. I do think it is very uh, uh, similar in content to Feast of Lights. I think that's a mm. something I didn't really consider. Um, but I feel like in in Feast of Lights, they're trying to make it work, and in this, they're just trying to get to the end of the day. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we know we have to be here. Let's, Let's just close our eyes. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and drive really fast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 existence of this song, yeah, this song existed solely within the calendar year of 1987 is okay. what it seems like. Um cuz it was I I guess you'd call it a premiere on the Franco Tool show which was uh, March 4th, 1987 and then it was performed one time on 
uh, New Year's Eve of that year, December 31st of 1987, oh. and then never again. Was that the Count Drinkalot show? <laughs> Do you know about this? No. <laughs> so they used on on New Year's shows in the in the in the eighties. They would do two sets, and the first set would be acoustic, and but they would bill it as Count Drink a Lot, and the the the, the, the like one story on the wiki is like, um, they, that they were just like chanting for other people in the crowd to drink, and then there was a clock that at 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 midnight dispensed. A blue liqueur that Flansburg sipped from. <laughs> I don't know if there was any vampire imagery or anything. I don't know. There were zero Wikians in attendance at this Count one. Drink so a lot. No one to tell us that Count Drinkalot was there. This was at the Gusto House. Uh, um, yeah, in New York. I suppose I should play it. I suppose let's you should. That. Yeah, let's listen. Up the driveway, down the walk Oh, Jenny's hair is like a mom's Who's got her own but acts like Something's different from the eyebrows up Seems like only yesterday R-D-I-B-O-R-C-E I love you both And your tight is B-L-H-E-L for me And we just go nuts at Christmas time that's when everything falls apart We just go nuts at Christmas time But it's another year before we're together again You know, John and I were driving up the Northern California Highway And we were thinking to ourselves Just go nuts at Christmas time That's when everything falls apart We just go nuts at Christmas time But it's another year before we're together Again Where is that blue liqueur? I'm just going to search the wiki for the word liqueur and hopefully only one thing shows up. So drink a lot didn't come up with anything. I got a page for drink a lot, but it didn't link me to the, to the show. Here it is. Oh, that was 1998. That was a year later. Count drink a lot had not been born when this song was written. I apologize. It was, it was born in 88. Uh, Count drink a lot was yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's funny. I can't believe I haven't heard that. Yeah. So, so, so you said this song only existed in the year 1987. It's, that's what it seems like. I, I, so Flames had to bring it up again in 2001. Oh, uh, yeah. Until the, <laughs> and now it's on the wiki for permanent. Um, I told you never to speak for that again. It's rough. I, I sympathize. Uh, what, so why, why was this song relevant to only 1987? What was that? The, the, the waning years of Reagan? <laughs> um yeah i don't know i guess uh coming out of christmas 86 linnell or flans whoever may whoever. have written it you know they had a rough rough holiday season yeah uh wrote that 
got played on the radio in March. <laughs> decided to in March bust it I didn't out realize in the, the next Franco holiday Tool season. The Franco Tool Show was in March. March 4th, 1987. That's amazing. I didn't realize that. That's bold. This is like when you <laughs> asked me to do the show like in the spring, and I said, yes, but only if I can do this Christmas song. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's all coming in. It's all coming it's all falling into place. I didn't realize yeah. that. Wow. <laughs> Frank O'Toole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. And... So these uh, the characters in this yes uh little story here yeah they they only see each other on Christmas because we say but it's another year before we're together again yeah so these are some really I, distant relations I just I just I don't, don't know, know where the, the I have yeah. I feel like I I've grown up with family who I only see on Christmas and like it's mm. fine I don't know sure sure. Yeah, it's just I'm just unsure of the the right the relations that are going on in this one. Yeah, and if Flans even thought it out all that much, or he's just like I'm just gonna rip this Tammy Wynette song. I think and uh, just go with it. From yeah, I, I feel like the 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 pathos in this song is pretty different from the sentiment of the Tammy Wynette song because. She, that one's like tears streaming down her face. I love you mm. both. And I don't want to, I don't want to leave you. And I don't want to even discuss this in front of our young child. And this one's just like, like, just get through it. <laughs> just drive right. <laughs> up the, up, up the driveway, down the walk. Done. Mm-hmm. Nice See hair. Next See you next Christmas. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I like your haircut. Yeah. <laughs> looks like it looks like your mom's. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bye. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like it's more uh it's more of a tone piece than a literal story. It's just a bunch of just a bunch of evocative phrases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things about this song is the rhythm of the vocals on the chorus. Because it it almost goes into like a yeah three against four kind exactly. of exactly yeah 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 right and we just go nuts it's more of a dotted rhythm but it almost it almost goes into this crazy slow triplet kind of thing uh, that just it, it's so I don't know, I don't feel like that's something you hear a whole lot in a chorus uh, let alone a- so. A Christmas God. song chorus that's sort of trying to sound like a song from the forties. Yeah, <laughs> right. I think you're right. Yeah, the the it's a little more of a typical melody in the uh, the verses. Yeah, it seems like you could almost replace the words with like actual happy Christmas time words. Yeah, and it would sound like you know a, a standard Christmas song. But that do, 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 do. It's just so yeah. odd, but it's so catchy. Yeah, it's good. It's kind <laughs> of, um, yeah, it's sort of anticipating that like syncopation that they did in like, uh, like Anna Eng has, has some weirdness mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand how much of it is pastiche. And how much of it is we're just also writing a song and we want it to sound like a good song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's a good question. I, I think the verses are definitely inspired by classic Christmas music. And they sort of do familiar changes. Like like the 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 one the to the six to the two or four like a little jazz walk up, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but then it ne- the, the whole song doesn't resolve. It hangs on like an augmented chord. Right. There's also the key change. Right There's also a key the change. Word part right. A half up step a half off, step. Like, <laughs> lots of times, you know, like pop songs will drive home with a with a whole step raise at hey. the end to, to power it through. The, the half yeah. step they can't muster changes. the energy for a whole step <laughs> uh, hey if you can get it with a half step then change. go for it why yeah. bother <laughs> yeah but yeah it does hang on that before we're together again <laughs> uh, also very good i in the in the live recording i feel like the the final word was delivered by john Linnell. Hmm. I'm not sure. It still kind of sounds like plans to me. Yeah. But I love how people are aren't unsure of whether to clap or not. <laughs> <laughs> I've played plenty of shows like that. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I sympathize. Yeah. You know you got a hit when your song's ending is so ambiguous that <laughs> nobody claps. At the end. Yeah. Uh, wait. Was that it? Is he done? Yeah, okay. Uh, no. Either way, just the delivery of the whole—it's like a—it's like an anvil. It's like the the guillotine coming down at the end of the film. <laughs> so good. Oh, and I forgot to mention the spoken word in in this live version. Oh, he says, um, "It's just me and John were driving up the the California highway or whatever, and we thought to ourselves, and then it just goes back into yeah. the chorus." <laughs> sure it was 1987 that's what everyone was thinking and we thought to ourselves nothing (laughs) Mm. it's good it's good it's good tune um should we head to the covers section yeah yeah is there is there is there a theme song for the covers section i i feel like i've not heard one but the way you announced that made it so uh uh, formal. <laughs> I know. I feel like there should be some sort of cheesy little yeah. tag in there. It's oh. the cover section. There we go. Something like that, right? Nice so little let's... <laughs> bunting for you to pass under. <laughs> let's head to Bandcamp. The cat never left. Oh, this is great. <clears throat> .bandcamp.com. Uh, from I Dream of Giants, which is a compilation that I had not heard of until I found uh, this Oh wait, it's not a compilation. It's just I think it's them. all that it's one a person. Whole covers album by the cat. Never someone left. named Noah Noah Gregory. Oh, I like I like your last name, Noah Gregory. Yeah, uh, a solid name. And we just go nuts at Christmas time. Uh, was released, and actually, all of the covers we're going to play tonight were released a year ago. Just like a year ago is the great uh, rebirth of We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time for They Might Be Giants fans because everyone decided to record it in December of 2020. Wow. So, I know. Odd. So, let's listen to The Cat Never Left doing We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time. The driveway down the walk Oh, Jamie's hair is like a mom's Who's got her own But acts like something's different From the eyebrows up Seems like only yesterday 
today Or D-I-V-O-R-C I love you both And Yuletide is pure H-E-double-L for me And we just go nuts at Christmas time That's when everything falls apart And we just go nuts at Christmas time But it's another year before we're together I like this one. I feel like this is the first one that I heard. I don't know where I heard this. I heard this one and one of the others you were about to play just in the wild. Um, and this one, this one's got some great like energy of, uh, I, f- I feel like it's sort of like a, a, they might be giants guitar situation going on where he's just playing the, the baseline and it sounds massive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool to make a They Might Be Giants song sound a little more like They Might Be Giants than it did. Yeah. <laughs> I like the I like the like frenetic drums. There's a lot going on there. I love it. Right. Yeah, the the I mean they're definitely programmed drums. Yeah, yeah. They're programmed in a very interesting way. Yes. They're kind of <laughs> a little spastic at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Super yeah, it's cool. good. Yeah. I like how uh he fills it out. Um and I think he skips the spoken word section if I'm if I'm remembering correctly. I can't remember. Um, I can remember two spoken word sections. Um, I can just go through it. Yes, you're right. It's it's an instrumental. Yeah, it's like an accordion yeah. moment. Yeah, there you go. Just figured you can't top those those flans. Those different flans interjections. Oh, it's so good, Just though. Just keep it pure. Yeah. I, I used to... My friend and I... Well, it was mostly him, but then he pulled me in. Uh, we used to just, like, improvise a Christmas record every year. Uh, <laughs> just, just like, get together. Like, we got four hours. What can we do? And, like, every other song would just have, like, Hi, I'm Pierce Brosnan, and I just want to <laughs> wish you a Merry Christmas. It's so good. It's just... It works every time. Hello, this is President <laughs> Grover Cleveland. It's it's just I don't know. Which it's one a, of my two non-consecutive terms am I, <laughs> am I speaking from? You'll never know. I would like to wish you a merry twenty-fourth and twenty-second Christmas. <laughs> Are those really his, the numbers of his president? Do you know the presidents that well? I don't know. I think I feel like I'm close. <laughs> I, I think you are. Not positive though. Twenty-second uh, and twenty-fourth. Holy cow. There you go. Look at that. All right. Well, you can find this uh, I Dream of Giants uh, tribute album by The Cat Never Left on the Cat Never Left up bandcamp.com. Ah, I feel like and... I found it on SoundCloud or, yeah, SoundCloud back in the day. Oh. And you may be able to find a comment I left on it on SoundCloud. Ah. And if yeah, there isn't one, then I'll leave one before this episode comes out. Well, smart people do post their music on all of the platforms as annoying as it may be. Yes. Yes. Okay, so jumping over to Luke Hennish. Oh, yes. Bandcamp.com for the Sad Snowman EP. (laughs) And uh, this is not all They Might Be Giant songs, but it is all Christmas songs. I'm not sure these are all covers or not. I don't know. Not positive. 
Um, I mean, you got you got one classic with "Hark the Herald Angels Sing." At the oh, end. yeah. Um, but uh, "Christmas Time" paralyzed me. I should have checked that out ahead of time because that sounds. Uh, yeah. Okay. So some of these are originals. That was an original. We'll have to, oh, I'll wow. check that one out. Yeah, later. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and check out uh, Luke's version of "We Just Go Nuts at Christmas Time." <laughs> The driveway down the walk Oh, Janie's hair is like mom's Who's got her own But acts like something's different from the eyebrows up Seems like only ask a death R-D-I-V-O-R-C I love you both And you'll tie is pure H-E-double-L for me Can we just go night at Christmas time? That's when everything falls apart. We just go nuts at Christmas time. But it's another year before we're together again. So this one a little more true to form, but still gives it his own uh its own spin what do you think this is the one that if i had to somehow figure out how to play this uh they might be giant song at the the tj max i would hire luke hennish to do this version <laughs> i feel like this one is the closest to sounding radio ready it's it's yeah it it's it's a little like you can hear a little bit of hope in that voice <laughs> Yeah, it's, everything's it's got very, a very warm. Yeah, tone. Yeah, very mm-hmm. compressed. It that is ready for prime time. <laughs> yeah, and it goes full on like church bells, like those tubular bells. Yeah, and the uh, and like the, they hang the chiming. on. They hang on the vocals a little bit in the last chorus. It's mm-hmm. pretty. Yeah, this is another one that I that I must have heard somewhere in the wild in 2020, or you said 2020 when they all came out. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. and then I actually uh, ran into Luke Hennish somewhere on the internet in the past couple of weeks when they released an album, uh, which I purchased and have heard a little bit of, which is cool. It's kind of folky, psych pop, kind of they might be giancy in a way, but not in a not in an uh, a pigeonholeable way. Um, but yeah, seems like a nice guy. Hmm. Yeah, Luke says. I make music you may or may not listen to. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize I had an option. <laughs> that's, that's a very They Might Be Giants kind of statement. Yes. This is music you may or may not listen to. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and let's head over to SoundCloud Ooh. for the Eclectic eclectic Collective. The- With Eclectic spelled wrong, but that's okay. Uh, the Eclectic Collective on SoundCloud. We just go nuts at Christmas time. This was also uploaded in December of 2020. Uh, and they say Merry Christmas. So let's wow. check it out. Merry Christmas, Electric Collective. Uh, eclect- <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
This one's got that dial song on it. Yeah. They they give it that grit. They did. Trying to capture that dial song magic. Yeah. I checked out a couple of their others, and that is not just the the way their recording situation sounds like. That was intentional. That's some skew more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> very pretty cool. faithful yeah there, absolutely um, i wonder if any of these people used the tabs that i wrote <laughs> it's you know it's quite possible us fans that's the first place we go because it's most likely to be correct ah not times ultimate guitar <laughs> oh yeah yes. except well, no substitutions i mean it's nice on the wiki that there is just the one tab and if something's wrong, someone can go in and fix it rather than just like version one, version two, version three, version <sighs> 12. People people used to do that. And I I feel like in the past like four or five years, I've deleted several of those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Just bringing the axe down on all those people. And all the wrong chords. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. They deserve it. Now credit your name to it. As uh, the axe, I'm in. I'm in the history page. That's all I need. His, history will know. <laughs> <laughs> and do we want to play the one by? Yeah, we got one more. Adam? Let's play him. The mighty Adam. Uh, on you found this one on YouTube. I I believe I also came across it on SoundCloud as well. Hmm. Uh, the mighty Adam doing. We just go nuts at Christmas time. Let's listen. <laughs> Up the driveway, down the walk, go oh, Janie's hair is like her mom, who's got her own but acts like something different from the eyebrows of. Seems like only yesterday, our D-I-V-O-R-C-E. I love you both and you'll find it pure H-E-double-L for me. And we just go nuts at Christmas time. That's when everything falls apart. We just go nuts at Christmas time. Must another year before we're together again. Hi, this is Harry the Mighty Adam. If you're in a haunted house right now, we urge you to turn off your Now, this one was the first one I found. Yeah. And when I started playing it, I'm like, wait. The, yeah. Are they just like doing something over the original? I'm like, is this the, the original one? It's like, so, I mean, it's it seems to be a little faster now that I'm listening to it again. Yeah. But it's very faithful. It's, yes, they did a good job. Uh, I am, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by the description on this YouTube video, which says, this was the Strange Brothers outtake from the Creepypasta Christmas album. We were, we were hoping to get Creepypasta Jr., to do the talking part in the middle. But Creepy hmm. Pasta Jr. was unavailable. <laughs> <laughs> he never returned the call. Yes. I don't know anything about Creepy Pasta. No, me neither. So but I'm glad that they're enjoying uh, the the D sides of They Might Be Giants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do say, yeah, this this is Hugo of the Mighty Adam. Yeah, they, they put themselves into the... Uh, uh, the talking part. That's Hugo. Um, That's not Creepy Pasta Junior. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. He had to make it known. <laughs> Let it be known. Um, <laughs> Creepy Pasta <laughs> Junior <laughs> did not appear on this record. 
I'm switching. Nope. I'm dropping the junior from my name. Please refer to me as Creepypasta from now on. <laughs> yeah, so so that's that. And uh, now we're to the portion of the show where you have to score this song. Oh, I didn't know there would be a writing portion. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah. I feel like I came pretty close with the guitar tabs. <clears throat> you can extrapolate from that. Oh, you mean numerically? Um, I uh, I give this song an F sharp. <laughs> uh, I believe it it starts in F and and goes into F sharp at the second half. That's the mm-hmm. half step you were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, on a scale, uh, I don't know. I, I I like I like this band. I like their songs. They're all good. Um, yeah, okay, uh, yeah, well, for for reference, <laughs> I'm gonna make everyone this song mad. Is very high on the wiki surprisingly high again it must have been that resurgence at december 2020 the phantom just <laughs> rediscovered this song and pushed it up on the wiki it's 174 out of 910 wow entries on I would, the wiki uh I yeah we've I given rated. an average rating of 8.74 which the skews very high in the wiki but for it to be that high is mm. such an obscure song is, is quite a feat I did not rate this song on the wiki. I don't. I don't remember the last time I rated a song on the wiki. I think I might have been thirteen. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, if I had to give this song a rating, I would rank it uh, one hundred seventy-four out of nine hundred ten. <laughs> what's what's your number out of ten? Out of ten, one to ten. Oh, to 10. Uh, hang on. Let me get a calculator. <laughs> Oh, we're really doing this. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, You're showing just yeah, how much yeah, yeah. you listen to this show, not being prepared for your scoring segment. I, I've i heard a couple. I heard at least one episode where you were, you punch in and at the end and you're like, we forgot to score it. Quick. Uh, yeah, well, you found that one score. episode. <laughs> uh, I'll, give it, I'll give it an eight. I'll give it a seven. I'll give it a ten. I'll give it a seven. We're going with seven. The integrity of the show is ruined. <laughs> Man, you can't like seven. No, that's good. You can't yeah. rate a song. You can't like score songs, man. <laughs> Tis all in fun. We love all of the Giants music. That is that is correct. We're we're scoring it among the They Might Be Giants pantheon. So it's all relative. To me, they're all sevens. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing above that. Yeah. Ever. They're, they're my favorite mediocre band. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I think this song, um, cause I normally do kind of hate Christmas songs. Sure. Um, just because it's like bringing my work home with me. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> this time of year, it's like, I'm hearing Christmas songs all day. Yes. Um, but this does take that, that different spin, that possible, you know, easy records connection, the influence of the bizarre, sad Christmas song. Uh, and it, as far as Christmas songs go. It's a good one. I'm going to go with... I'm going to do you one better. 7.1. Whoa. That's 0.1 better. That's even... Wow. Take that. Amazing. So do you have a spreadsheet that you're entering all this in? Mm-hmm. Oh. I keep tracking my scores. It's at the it's, it's the same spreadsheet as the whole song claiming list. It's just way down hidden at the bottom. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like the... Uh... I like the the idea of of this as like uh, too familiar to you as someone who has to arrange Christmas music for children to sing, because um, I think that that uh, uh, re- reflects a side of this 
band that maybe not a lot of people enjoy, which is, um, <laughs> I think John Linnell especially uh, has a penchant for uh, music written before the phonograph was invented. <laughs> um, and I, and like, I remember like hearing like, uh, Oh, do not forsake me or Olive the other reindeer and thinking this is like, like Catholic as hell, but I want to <laughs> learn and sing. I want, I want to understand this song. Why is mm-hmm. this, what does this man know about this type of music that I don't? And then like, yeah, like, as like you keep d- digging in that and then you find out like he lived with Brian Duan, whose wh- whole entire life is that like, like auto harp, like very stately, uh, <laughs> yeah. square, unlovable music. <laughs> like, yeah, just like parlor music for when, in 1870, whatever went before radio was invented. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Music for dorks Music who like for, history. Yeah, or 150-year-olds. Yeah. Right. <laughs> for I am 1,000 years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now, the Plugs theme song plays. Oh, there's one of these write. now, too. You got a lot of writing. You're writing it for me. Oh, I am? Before I edit this All right. for next week. Okay. <laughs> so, you, you, a little bit of a time crunch. You can do it. Yeah, I got uh, it. So... <laughs> Okay, Glass. Hello. Tell us about it. Uh, that's the name under which I release music. It is, uh, I want to call it pop music, but it's pop music in the way that They Might Be Giants refers to themselves as pop music and that no respectable radio station uh, will play it. But it sort of... Not with that attitude. Not with this attitude, but it's sort of uh, 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 out of the Beatles-y uh, songwriting uh, ideology. Um, but it's rougher around the edges and uh sort of i i like to describe it as punk but i'm i I don't think i'm very punk i i I don't play a lot of (laughs) punk instruments but i do try to make punk music on like like arco bass or bass clarinet or or bass clarinet punks love bass clarinet come hear my seven or eight songs with bass clarinet in them (laughs) um yeah it's sort of uh uh oh boy it's been a while since i've been asked to describe this it, to, to, de- to, to defend myself <laughs> we could well if you want to we could just drop in a a, a clip of a song of yours Would sure you rather just do that we can do that and uh well, where should people go to, to check you out? You can check first and foremost. Check it out at ok.glass. That is the URL. Go to your browser and type in the letter OK, period, G L A S S. And that's me. And all my music is for free or pay for it, but you can have it. Nice. Yeah. So, what, not, as, this, as if this were an easier question, what one song encapsulates OK Glass? Oh, boy. We should probably play the <laughs> single. Uh, I released a record and there is a song on it called Compound I. And it's very much uh, a uh, literally lyrics ripped from... uh, Tammy Wynette? No, I wish. (laughs) I I wish I thought of that. Uh, No, uh, from the writings of Marshall McLuhan. Okay. The the media theorist who... uh, I don't know. 
nerds care about him. You're fine. Other other <laughs> types of any, nerds. But is there any zither on it? Uh, there may be. <laughs> I believe there is electric auto harp on it, but it is not uh, very noticeable. Nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, let's check that out. Working on my tendrils, so they'll grab onto the things I want to keep. They control the pictures through the screen, but I said their opacity. The virus carried by the common household spy. Compound I. Compound I. I'm so tired that I could just die. That's me, and that Very is nice. the song. Joe, Joe, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Greg. It was a pleasure to talk to you. There is indeed hammered dulcimer on that song. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. <laughs> so your, your old school dorky instruments are covered. Yeah, everyone, for all your dorky instrument needs, check out Okay dot glass correct yeah and you can find this might be a podcast at this might be a podcast.com uh or on twitter at this might be a pod email me your thoughts at this might be a pod at gmail.com and send me voicemails at 224-801-2930 tell us how your christmases and hanukkahs and your other holidays were people and uh yeah we'll see you in 2022 whoa Yikes. Write that on your checks. <laughs> I won't till like April. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>